So here I am again, talking about my creative process. Um, I realized that I often actually leave the house, walk to a quiet place, if possible, um, near water. So right now I'm at the river again. And um, there's no other people around, but you will hear some traffic noises, hopefully some birds. And um, yeah, I just brought some fruit, some nuts, brought some water along and a notebook as per usual and my e-reader. And I mainly brought my e-reader along because my book is on there. Or at least, um, yeah, a draft of my book. And um, I'm looking at that right now. The very first page where you see a sketchy of a, of a very tired, hypersensitive Azorus. Smoke coming out of his nose. Uh, saliva coming out of his mouth, dripping from his tongue. His tongue is like hanging from his mouth and um, and he's shivering and it's kind of a close-up close-up of a drawing that I made probably a year or two ago and um, <coughs> so it starts as follows hypersensitive asaurus felt pretty much out of breath it must have been all the running it sure wasn't caused by smoking too much. After all, we weren't in volcano season. His giant lizard tongue hung out of his mouth, making him look a lot less intelligent. And believe me, raptors are clever giant lizards, so you can only imagine how dumb he must have looked. Your favorite velociraptor decided to pause for a bit. Even though he hadn't been able to catch his prey, he had far from given up on the chase. It was fair to say that hypersensitive Azorus had never been a quitter. The only thing he needed at this point in time was a short break, mainly to catch his breath and recharge his prehistoric batteries. If he would be able to catch his breath, something invisible and intangible, getting hold of his prey should really be a piece of cake. Deep inside he knew that there wasn't any logic behind that, but it sounded wise and he tended towards somewhat of a velociraptor at times. Hypersensitive Asaurus inhaled deeply, held his breath for two seconds and then let his raptor lungs deflate slowly. He kept his up for a minute or two, making sure not to take his eyes and other hyperdeveloped senses off his prey. Even during his breathing exercise, he managed to keep his ears, nose and eyes open. Not an easy task. He had sensed that the big bird-like creature was taking a break itself. It had barely been able to stay ahead of his chaser and had almost run out of energy. In all honesty, hypersensitive source liked this kind of cat and mouse play, that is, if he could be the cat. It was fair to say that he enjoyed turning a chase into a game, making it a challenge, something fun and exciting. It should never be easy, easy stuff usually bored him. And thus, to avoid a piece of cake type of hunt, which wasn't much of a chase anyway, he always made sure that he picked a challenging target. This was a strategy unlike that of most predators, they would always seek out the weakest, youngest, eldest, the injured ones. This selection method 
would naturally result in an easy chase, unless the predator itself was injured, young and inexperienced, or old and weak. Hypersensitivosaurus was far from all dead. He liked to think that he was in his prime, stronger and healthier than ever and still fairly young. He really liked a serious challenge. So that was um, the start of my book, the start of Hypersensitivosaurus and Turkey. Um, where I describe a chase scene or an interval like in between in between moments uh, around a chase between a velociraptor, a velociraptor and a big running bird. Uh, I must have read this scene dozens of times. I probably rewrote it many times too and um, yeah there's this imperfect version on my e-reader I also shared part of the process on my blog in the last uh, two years and um, the main reason I'm sharing it with you is to be very honest to actually get it out into the world and get over my tendency towards perfection but also to I don't know to share it in all its perfect imperfection and um, where in the past I didn't share things that I wasn't 100% sure about which made me often not share things at all I now share as much as I can of the process and um, yeah that sure is a better confidence builder than the opposite believe me I've had like very low self-confidence uh, very little confidence in myself low self-esteem for a long long time and I'm still working on getting rid of that really getting there not afraid of sharing the real me any longer and the stuff i create so here goes if it inspires any any of you listening to do the same you know it would put a smile on my face 